So, hmm, what do we do when chaos runs havoc in the world around us? When perceived chaos penetrates everything that we thought was our secure system, thought was our secure environment, thought was our home, whether we identified it as a home, as a physical space, or a home nation, a home country, a home region, perhaps even home in regards to family and tribe, people that we surround ourselves with. What do we do when chaos wreaks havoc everywhere we turn? How do we manage to go on living? Well, the thing is that there is no such thing as managing going on living. Life happens, it always happens. And then there are a large number, like, I don't know, the systems um, portrayed percentages, but I do know that it's about 80 or something percent of the world, population of the world, that are struggling to survive, that are fighting for their lives. And then there are the other 20%, let's say these are the percentages that I perceive, they are not uh, read in any systematic um, report or anything. Uh, then there are 20% that does not have to fight to survive, but do have to continue on, strive towards their gold of um, the illusion of success. And so then there is a small, small, small percentage that does not have to fight or strive that can just continue to be uh, where they are at and keep on manage their assets. But when it comes down to chaos, you see chaos, it affects everyone and everything. And chaos is not something that perhaps we want to engage in. We are all kind of scared of chaos because that which we that which we identify as chaos to us like humans it is uncontrollable it is unstoppable it is something that will bring an uprising to all of our roots all of our core foundations all of our core structures and of course on a fundamental part like fundamentally human part Chaos is scary because it is change. We do not know what it brings. It is the unknown, it is the uncertain, and we cannot control it. So on a larger scale, on a political scale, chaos can also seem uncontrollable. But I want to acknowledge that there can be such a thing as chaos agents. As in agents fighting for, not even fighting for it, Agents igniting and activating chaos or perceived chaos is not true chaos. It's not the chaos as in change, as in irrevocable change, as in the change that we cannot control. But it is the 
chaos that seems to be uncontrollable and that seems to be created by the people and that seems to be erratical and that seems to be irrevocable. But in fact, that chaos is simply a superficial theatrics to promote and provoke people into running havoc and into letting go of what is most important and focusing on that which can seem to me most important but it's really not so we've all watched these disaster movies right where I mean, I'm saying we've all watched it. I watched it a thousand trillion times, um, but we've all seen how they, as in the ones who have the agenda to really <laughs> slaughter mankind and harvest mankind's most powerful and potent asset, assets, which is our minds, connected to our hearts, connected to our embodiment of God. So we have seen the agenda that they want to play out, where people run havoc, because people then are personified chaos. People go into the fight-and-flight system, where people take all that they deem worthy saving, packing it into their car, including their family, and then just like lining up on the highway, trying to get out of the chaos, of whatever chaos that is coming to the city or whatever place they're living in. Usually, it's um, portrayed in movies, as in, for example, alien invasion, um, nature catastrophe, meteorite, for example, earthquake, uh, avalanches, uh, you know, all sorts of tsunamis, etc., 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 tornadoes. And then we also have the ones that are connected to... Um, War, of course, some sort of a war where there's a riot when people uprise, quote-unquote, uprise, because they do not really uprise. Let me go into that further very, very quickly, very soon. Um, first and foremost, the other scenario where people do not run, like the fight and flight, where they, f where they flight, <laughs> you uh, have people that fights for what they deem to are worthy and so they kind of like, you know, lock themselves into their homes and, and, uh, and no, 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 wait, wait, wait. First we have the freeze one, the freeze scenario. The freeze scenario is where people are paralyzed by fear. And so they do not know how to really like take care of the catastrophe, take care of the chaos, take care of that which happens within themselves. So they simply surrender to the fact that it's happening. They give up, they give in and they do not know what to do. So they don't do anything. They just allow it to occur and they die usually um you can see this in the movies of titanic and deep impact and all these uh 90s 2000 movies but also if you look at the movies today they are also portraying that kind of paralyzation the paralyzing um the, we have today we have portrayed as the paralyzing uh, bodies, the bodies that go into paralyzation where it's taken over by hosts or taken over by other entities so that it may be controlled. When in this, in fact, is actually occurring right now so that you are aware of it. This is actually what has occurred. This plan is rolling out as we speak. And then we have the other one uh, where the fight, the fight system, 
where it's still based on fear, but the reaction is anger and fighting against. Uh, so you try to fight whatever is the imposter, whatever is the one that um, brings the chaos. So you either fight for your life <clears throat> when uh, nature goes into catastrophe in all forms and all ways, or you fight against the alien invasions because they're the enemy, or you fight against, um, what else? Oh yeah, the, you fight in the war, right? Or you fight in whatever trying to control you. But usually, if you look at the whole uh, scenario of these movies, usually, you know, it always ends up with somebody surviving somewhere, but all in all, you know, the chaos has already occurred and uh, the harvest too. The harvest in which I speak about the harvest of people's humans essence, right? <clears throat> so know that these plans have been in the making for thousands of years. This has been the plan all along. This is just simply a very, very small step and a large plan. And even though it might occur as a huge step, because there is a pandemic that actually affects the entire Western world, it's still... It still, to this day, is simply a small step towards something greater. Not great for us, for humans, but great for the ones that wish us to control humans or human essence. Now, what can we do? What can we do? What is a true uprising? Because there's a lot of people talk about people's uprising, women's uprising, the uprising of colored people, the uprising of the poor, the uprising of this and the uprising of that, uprising of all sorts of segregated uh, movements, calling for action, calling for unification. There are several uprisings as we speak. The uprising is when we fight, right? We fight against. But when we fight against the agent of chaos, or fight against chaos itself, or at least the illusion of chaos, we're still fighting against what is an illusion. Because we cannot fight what we do not know, for example, if it's true chaos. And then we cannot fight what is not real, which is the illusion of chaos. And we cannot fight the agent of chaos, because then we just fight the messenger. We don't fight the actual sender. So the real thing that we have to do is to truly rise up to the occasion and see what is going on. And command our space. And demand that all sorts of interference take a huge step back and do not, do not step into our space. Is not allowed into our sacred space, is not allowed into our sacred body, is not allowed to control us in any form or any way, then what will happen is that this uprising is very, very, very simple. It's not complicated. It doesn't take a lot of energy. What it takes is for you to know yourself. What it takes is for you to know your worth. And when you are aware of your worth, when you know your worth, when you know that you're connected to that God essence that they wish to harvest from you, then you know exactly what you can do. Then you know exactly what you're made of. 
of, and then you know exactly your boundaries. And you say, no, it's not okay. You do not have the power over me. And even as they try to abuse and use and misuse you, the true uprising is when we go non-visible. Because the second we step into that zero space within ourselves, saying, no, it's not okay, you cannot control me, I am not controllable, you go invisible. And even though you may create a huge ripple effect upon yourself, upon your family, upon all your connections, and all the people that you meet, they cannot pinpoint you down because you're not in you, you're no longer connected to that sort of harvesting system. So then you have, in fact, risen up to the occasion. Risen up, or whatever the word is. You've rose up, you've risen up to the occasion. And so, when you go incognito, they cannot collect from you. You see, that's what we do online, for example. When we want to gather information, we go incognito. Because we don't want the information that we gather to be recorded and to be gathered in its own. Because if we go online and we Google something, everything will be recorded, everything will be collected, and everything will be used against us. Just like a policing system. And I'm sure you're aware of this. So when we go incognito, we have no identity to trace. We are intraceable. Therefore, we are non-negotiating. We're not negotiating our standards. We know exactly what we're worth. We're setting our ground, our firm ground. And we're not arguing about it. We're not even engaging in the question. We just simply like say that this is not okay. And we're not afraid to speak up either. Because when we really do speak up about our truth, we know that we are what we are. And that which we are, that God essence that they wish to harvest, it's untouchable, cannot be touched, cannot be taken, no matter how much anyone tries. Cannot. So no matter what you do, you won't be taken down. But don't go and be stupid. Don't go and be ignorant. Please, because we are humans also. We can die. We can be taken down as well. We can be harvested as well. The moment we go visible, the moment we engage. So when we step into something and we start to send out information about what we feel about something, how we take stands for something, how important it is to claim our rights in some question or some matter, we kind of, in a way, join the uprising that is not the true uprising. However, it is a very, very fine line, and I can't say that I know the way, because I don't. I am doing this myself, balancing. Balancing between zero point and still engaging in what is called reality, informing people, informing myself, staying informed, staying attuned, attuning others without 
going down into the dirtiness of what is actually happening, but still informing of all the dirt that is occurring, exposing what is necessary to expose without sending yourself down there in the depth of the dirt, of the filth. Yeah? So I can't say that it's more more <laughs> more beneficial to uh, not join the uprising. I say that everyone is allowed to do whatever they want, but I've seen uprisings happen on and on. I've seen it happen in the future or what is perceived to be the future. And I've seen the different outcomes, the different timelines. And I know that that sort of uprising, that what we call uprising, what we call uprising, is what they're calling in. This is what they want. We're kind of serving ourselves on a silver platter for them. This is what they want. They want people to fight people. They want humans to create division within themselves. They want humans to kill each other, to slaughter each other, to point each other out, and to show our worst sides to each other. And then they want to sweep in as a savior with a system that assists us to find order and peace in this chaos, because we cannot save ourselves. Is this what we want to engage in? I don't think so. Is this what we think is true? It is not true. Whatever you think is true about that, go find your peace in that. See if somebody else ex external from you can serve you any peace and happiness and joy, for real. And then when you know that that's not true, you'll see exactly what I mean. And if you already are aware of that, then you know exactly what I'm talking about right now. Nothing can give you what you're looking for, except for you. And even though there's chaos all around you, know that within you, you have the key to peace and harmony. And I'm not talking about sitting and medit meditating in the midst of chaos, even though that can be the case too. I am talking about finding that which unlocks your essence, finding that worthiness within yourself so that you know what is illusion and what is real, so that you know what can be done to you and what cannot be done to you. What is okay and what is not okay. And then when you know these things, when you have the awareness of these matters, that is your essential matters, then you know exactly what to do. Trust me. There's no question. There will be no question about it. So the true uprising is truly to rise to the occasion within you. Know your worth, know your value. Cut the crap about the whole, like, ascending quicker thing. It will all come in its own time. But essentially, you know, the awareness is all that is necessary because once we unlock that awareness, when, when, we, when we strive towards enlightenment... There will be no enlightenment. When we relax into the awareness, 
enlightenment will occur instantaneously and it can be permanent and it can be non-permanent. It is all a matter of how much aware you choose to be, how much aware you can be and how much awareness you can embody within yourself and how much awareness you you want to embody within yourself because it can be really scary to see the real truth when when things when shit when shit is hitting the fan like it is now yeah so this is not a movie this is not a drill this is for real there is a real war going on several real wars going on but the one real war that is going on is the one of harvesting the human essence or not do we want to participate in that no we don't should we fight for our right to survive? Absolutely. What is the survival mode? Is it to continue on uh, dying from several diseases, dying from uh, famines, dying from poverty, dying from depression? Is that fighting for survival? No, it's not. That's dying to survive. <laughs> dying to live, right? Oof, dying while living, even. But not that kind of death that makes you aware of who you are, but the death that Makes you forget who you are. Now, if you want to become aware of who you are while you're alive, make sure that there is more to life than this. And they don't want us to know that. But the truth is, there is so much more. And the reason why you might feel tired or sad or depressed or alienated at times is because the world is the way it is. And no, we're not blaming the world. We're just saying, matter of fact, this is the case. Look at the world. Does it make you happy? I mean, it's a beautiful world that we live in. The earth is amazing. But it's it's dying as we speak. What can we do to survive? What can we do to live? Well, we can take a stance and say, this is not true. This is not true. I don't participate in this. And I know when we start to think about it, there's so much that we don't want to participate in, right? When we make it intellectual, we can try to categorize it into the food that we don't want to purchase. We could try to categorize it into the, the schooling systems that we don't want to participate in, that we don't want to put our kids in. We can try to analyze it and, and put it forth in the way that we say, uh, these, this, this market I don't want to invest in. Or these people I don't believe in. Or this these politicians. Or the, this po- political system is not true. Well, there's so many different ways to go about it. But the only one way to go about it is to invest time in yourself. Finding out who you are. And when you know your worth, it's so... It's, it's just so easy. The, the, the choice will be done for you. You don't have to choose. You don't have to choose because the, the clarity is in front of you. The answer is obvious. There is no question. You step into a world where you just simply cannot consume what is a false. You, you simply cannot buy or invest into what is false. And so you simply will not allow any of that deterioration to occur to yourself because you know how beautiful and precious you are. That to me is the true uprising. That to me is how we face the agent of chaos or the illusion of chaos or even chaos itself.
know yourself. And then you will know what to do. There won't even be a question of how to react. It's not complicated. The journey into yourself might take some time. But now that we have chaos all around us, it's necessary. Hey, let's make it easy on ourselves. Let's go into it. Let's go about it today. Thank you all for listening. These were moments of insights. Peace.